Welcome to The Real Journey Show. On this podcast, you can expect guests of all backgrounds and professions to share a real journey they have experienced in this thing called life. From origin to current, the rocky ups and downs in the middle, and what is yet to come. The journeys of each guest will vary, but there is one thing that will remain constant. The listeners will be reminded that life experiences have a compelling way of connecting us, inspiring us, and empowering us to stay real. I am Tara Martin, your host of The Real Journey Show. Okay, so welcome back to The Real Journey Show. Like today I have two super special guests that I'm absolutely excited that they said they would join me today. And I can't wait for them to share their real journey with you and for us to share just how we became pals and where they started and where they are now, where they're headed with this journey. So welcome, Clay and Alec. I am super excited to have you guys on here. Why don't you tell my audience who you are and what you do? And yeah, introduce yourself, please. Um, I'm Alec. I own Call Valley CrossFit uh, with my business partner, Clay. And mostly we just try to make it in the world together every day. So while making people more fit. So <laughs> I'm the head coach here at Cobb Valley CrossFit. Yeah, these guys are the coaches. They are the owners. They're also the co-owners of the small business, Cobb Valley CrossFit. So we have Alec Baroka and Clay Weinog. Perfect. Fantastic. I want them to know that. <laughs> And they co-own a Call Valley CrossFit right here in Lawrence. And I recently joined this gym box. What ups? I joined this box. <laughs> I think it's been a while. I, th- I don't know if you can say recently. Well, yeah, I guess. Because it's did October. Yeah, six months. There you go. There you go. Six months ago. Super excited. And when I learned of these guys' story, I just couldn't. I, I was just astounded by it. So I would love for you guys to tell us, first of all, why CrossFit? What made you come to the idea of CrossFit? And then later, let's talk about starting the business, like what that looks like, sounds like, feels like. You want to, you want to talk about the beginning of your CrossFit journey in my well, driveway? Yeah. I want, I want to, I think a little more broadly than that, Clay and I were actually just talking about this um, a couple of days ago because he had brought something up. But our journeys to this specific spot were very different, but at the same time, we were able to, I guess, I don't know, solve problems or follow dreams in our own lives through the same avenue, but for very different reasons. So I didn't come from a CrossFit background. I hadn't, I had heard about CrossFit through Brooke, you know, Top Tumble, and I, we had just been good friends for a long time, but when the opportunity came for me to leave my current job, which was not a positive environment, it was a bajillion hours a week, it was just killing me, uh, to start a business, which is what I always wanted to do, that is when I met Clay, and that's when we started talking about CrossFit. As much as I like Excel spreadsheets, that's how much Clay likes CrossFit. Probably maybe a little bit more. But together, Clay's... Clay's lack of understanding of Excel spreadsheets and things like that, and my lack of understanding of CrossFit, we were able to come together and kind of through one, two birds, one stone kind of idea, solve 
two problems that we both were currently having. It wasn't even just like we had been sitting around for years waiting for this. It was kind of like the stars aligned. And through the whole process, we talked about how serendipitous it was. And it was like that the whole time, literally until now. I mean, we're talking about going through the pandemic and everything. The timing of this, this would have happened a year ago. It would have been significantly more devastating than it happening now. And so it's kind of, we always just chalked it up to if you're doing good things, good things happen to you. And I, I don't know how true or cheesy that is, but it, it, it has been working out so far. And now that there hasn't been their ups and downs, but there really hasn't been all that many downs. I mean, we'll be able to look back in 10 years and like bump elbows and be like, oh, back in the day. But uh, there really hasn't been any major problems that weren't something that we were able to overcome. Uh, I had just come from restaurants and bars and which are inherently not the most positive environment. Um, in my personality of, um, I'm a, I'm a fraction of what you are, but my personality of like go getterness, And I always just tell everyone I'm either moving up or I'm moving out kind of idea. I had this idea that I had to be successful for, I don't know what reason. That's just my, that was just my vibe. So you thought you'd open a CrossFit gym. <laughs> right. So but I always knew my, my parents both own their own businesses and I always knew very different avenues. And I always thought that's something I wanted to do. That's just what I knew I wanted to do. I couldn't work in a cubicle. I couldn't do any of those things. And so when this, I was at my worst part at work and that's when Brooke started kind of telling me about clay and her and I were kind of talking about doing something her and I together where we would both own it. And then I, we kind of just, she had her own thing going on with top tumble. And I was like, well, I'll do it. I just didn't know who to talk to. And that's when she was like, I know the man. And we sat down at McAllister's over a spud. And that's what started all this. No, Blue Moose, the first one. Oh, Blue Moose, yeah. Blue Moose, uh, McAllister's was the second meeting uh, where you and Brooke just talked the entire time and I just <laughs> sat there. <laughs> it's so exciting, well, though. You're young, too. How old are you guys? I'm 27 and Clay's 29. This so proud to say that too. I'm yeah. so proud to say my CrossFit owners are super young. <laughs> they own a business. That's so cool. I, I think the thing about CrossFit specifically as a business is the cost to get in is reasonable in business aspects. Um, before this, I was looking into what it would take to open a bar or a restaurant, things that I knew. I mean, you're talking, I don't know, half a million dollars, a million dollars for buildings and all. I mean, if you want to open something kind of cool. And I mean, you're able to get into CrossFit for probably under $200,000, which is in business terms. I mean, you can't even, you can't even, you can't get into much that's brick and mortar that we do for less than that. And we also knew we wanted to do it at a higher level than has been being done in our area. And that involved a lot of education, but that also involved doing things like Wattify, like we have the screens and everything. That's a, that's an app that we use to record our workouts and post our workouts. We also use it for billing and all of that for uh, the teachers listening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so things like that, the, the little niceties we were able to have, um, that was all pretty important for us too. But still we got in it for me, it was something that I wanted to get in something that if, if I was really bad at it and Clay and I failed, I wouldn't be like, bankrupt in debt for the rest of my life i was like we got to find something that i can at least work myself that was my mindset and then um that's what kind of started something where two dudes that are under 30 can be a part of something like this and hopefully when we're 50 it's still rolling on so we're always kind of we're always kind of looking towards the future in that aspect uh 
Clay has talked about before that he's he's been places where what we are now is the end goal. And for us, this is just like, I mean, even during what's going on now, we're constantly planning on what's next. We're doing new things. What's our next iteration look like and things like that. And we're hard on ourselves for not working hard enough. Like we're not, but then I realize sometimes that I think sometimes we're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right job so far. I definitely think you're doing awesome. And I, I, you're so innovative and that is something that's, I love, I write about, I talk about all the time. It's just that we never should stay stagnant. We shouldn't get to this place where we're just, just doing. And like you said, you weren't enjoying your work. And a lot of people, I feel like when they get to that place, they're just going through the motions. They're just doing the thing. And that's one thing I love about CrossFit. And we kind of had a conversation before this ever started, but before we go there and we talk about the innovation, because I really want to talk about how you guys have been so innovative with COVID-19 in a minute. I really want to get there. But before we do that, Clay, let's, let's hear your story. So we just heard Alex's story and how he is kind of, um, I don't, I don't want to say the brains behind the company because Clay, you're brilliant. Um, but whatever, the broad, I'm the brains. <laughs> <laughs> Clay's the muscles. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they both are very intelligent individuals, but your journey to get to this place was much different. So Clay, tell us about your journey to get to CrossFit and why, and then how this became your now current life. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Yeah, there's no separation of work and home, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's two, I guess, two variations or two pieces to the story. There's like how Alec and I Pa Valley. Um, and then there's also just me getting into CrossFit and then it, taking over my life. Um, <laughs> I think, so it's just to build off of what he had said. Um, I was in a spot where I was, uh, so I'm a paramedic is what pays my bills. And I love that. That's a huge part of my life. Um, and it allows me to do what I do at Cobb Valley, uh, as far as income right now goes. And, but I was also part-time coaching another gym and it, it wasn't a super positive environment and there wasn't a lot of innovation or there wasn't a lot of growth, um, not like specifically for the business, but like the the mindset wasn't a growth mindset. And it was at that point where you either decide, okay, is this something that I am influencing? Is this something that I need to like deal with and just not accept as part of life, but like, you know, do I work through this situation and stick it out? You know, like the, I don't know grind it out, tough it out, whatever? Or is this something that my life would be better if I stepped away from it? Um, and is that, you know, what are the pros and cons? And so a, the, the hard part is the decision to leave that gym or that, and then I, that atmosphere involved me leaving all of my friends. And so there was a whole lot, you know, of weighing the decision to do that. But in the end, it was, uh, I, I made the decision to leave. When I did that, Brooke asked me if I was interested in opening up a gym. And I was like, well, I don't have any sort of money to do that. And <laughs> I have no idea how to run a business. So no. Uh, she was like, well, what if, what if the money came from somewhere else? Like, what if there was another party? I was like, okay, yeah, like, that sounds awesome. Like, let's, let's talk about it. So we went to Blue Moose and I met Alec and he had already created this Excel spreadsheet and had uh, a lot of things that... I wouldn't have thought out for sure. And it was cool to see his ability to see 
problems that could arise and then planning for those, even if they did or didn't arise. But like on the budget, he had, what was it, like a 10% fluff amount or something like that. I don't know, like a, a safety cushion. And it was just one of those like, wow, that's really cool to see. Like he's thought ahead and thought of like a contingency plan, essentially. And also that he could work in McDonald's full time and pay off in a couple of years, <laughs> whatever you know debt we put ourselves into. And then you know he had no background in CrossFit, and to me it was it was really cool because I got to everything that Alec knows about CrossFit is heavily influenced from my brain. He molded um, me. I molded him, <laughs> and at base value, that seems like a terrible idea. Like CrossFit is such a unique uh, fitness regimen; it's such a unique culture. Uh, to have an outside party, it's like, oh, that's a that's risky. But it's been so beneficial to all of the solutions that we come up with and the innovation that we have. So that worked out swimmingly. And like as far as the building that we're in and being able to partner with Brooke and all of those things, yeah, maybe serendipity, maybe just our approach to solving problems. I think those solutions arose in a way that made sense and like they're awesome. But a lot of it was like a trust between us to just like, I don't know, plow ahead as far as creating what we did. For like getting into CrossFit itself, it's it was definitely like a, a mental journey. I grew up running track and I was like the slow kid on varsity. But that's all I did. I was just running circles for all the time. Uh, and when I went to college, I stopped doing that and had a bunch of fun in college and it was terrible for my brain. <laughs> so I ran myself into the ground, uh, spent a couple of years, probably more than that, a couple of years dealing with mental instability, um, bipolar diagnosis, going in and out of like uh, depression, stabilization, psychiatric wards, and then also like manic trying to get me to calm down psychiatric wards. Uh, to the point where I was one time I had to send it was like 30 days in research psychiatric. If you're in the Kansas City area, that's in South Kansas City. And uh, I remember I got in trouble for running sprints in the hallways. I was so bored. You're just stuck in this hallway with all of these interesting people. And uh, it was just funny because it was like, yeah, it was silly. And like, I was definitely manic. But the idea of that I couldn't work out the way that that was weird or novel. Like if there's such a difference. And if you talk to anybody like with, in terms of CrossFit, like why we do what we do, it's so foreign. It's so out there. And at the time I didn't know what CrossFit was, but like it was a normal workout. I mean, I was just running suicides in the hallway, whatever. So digress. I get out of that, uh, on a bunch of medications, basically just zombie to get me to calm down enough to somewhat function. Went to group therapy. It was great. And it's interesting because in, in, on all of those therapies, the, the right answer is you sleep well, you eat well, you work out, and you're sociable. That's the solution to 99% of all of the shit that we deal with, the stuff that we deal with um, in today's society, right? It's, uh, especially on the psychological side. And it's weird because when you're in therapy, it's this separate idea, like really good therapies involve you in that, you know, you go for walks in therapy, but like, that's kind of uncommon. Those are the exceptions. And it's kind of on you, like the social workers facilitate it. They will, you know, encourage you to go to like a parks and rec yoga and like do what they can. But it's, it's really hard to make something that sticks. Like anybody that's tried a diet, like imagine that, but like, 
10 times more difficult where you're like chained to the wall and you have to then like fight this chain that's holding you back to then make this step that everyone else struggles with without that chain. One, that's just interesting Two, So I get out and for me, my background's running. And so I started to run with a friend and we did a half marathon. It was fun. I was uh, out of shape and that was, you know, I knew how to run. And I did it enough where I stress fractured my foot, which is fun. Um, and then I couldn't run anymore. And I was like, well, crap, like that was my solution to this. I could go be outside and be sociable or whatever. And so I uh, then found CrossFit. So I started weightlifting, which is good for bone density. And then one of my friends that I lifeguarded with was like, well, you should try CrossFit. It's like running and weightlifting. And so I did. And it's super addicting. And here we are. Uh but the solution came from, so I get into this CrossFit world. I join this community. All of a sudden, all of those things are answered. You have CrossFit's advice on eating real food and a lot of vegetables and cutting out sugar and only eating enough to support your fitness goals. And then you have this steady, progressive workout regimen that you do on a healthy date, like a healthy basis. You work out for a certain number of days. You take a rest day. You're encouraged to go play sports with your friends, go play Frisbee, go play football. You work out with your friends. You have this community aspect. And so now all of a sudden, like food, fitness, social problems get solved. And all it is is just going to the CrossFit gym. Um, and you don't get that really. I think a lot of programs emulate that or do their own twist on it. But CrossFit has a unique way of tying those together without anybody realizing it. And so that's allowed me to not, uh, I'm not going to advertise not taking any medications, but to look at myself objectively and look at the habits that I had in the past and say, okay, well, those probably led to my mental instability. What if I fix those and I made sure that I'm in a stable state and I'm very focused on keeping those habits? maybe I don't need the medications to fix the habits that I had in the past. Um, and very luckily I had a psychiatrist that listened to me explain that and said, well, I've never had anybody <laughs> actually do everything correctly. And you've been doing this for a couple of years. So let's see what happens. Uh, and that was two and a half years ago, three years ago now, I think. Thank God for that man who actually listens as a psychiatrist. I always think of like Patch Adams, if you guys have seen that Robin Williams movie. And he is the antithesis of every psychiatrist in that movie. Um, and so here I am. I work out, I hang out with my friends and make really silly YouTube videos during quarantine. And you have a business and you're like our head coach. And I just love so many things about both sides of the story. First of all, that you both played to your own strengths to come together to create a culture. And it, yes, you created a business, but truly you guys have a very unique culture. Not that I'm very well versed in CrossFit. I mean, we just determined I've only been doing it for six months, but, but I know what a good culture of a business feels like, sounds like, looks like. And I too, like Clay, joined CrossFit based off of recommendation from my therapist and similar, similar in the way that we, we weren't finding the right kind of medication to help me. It just, I wasn't responding right to the medication. I do have medication and I do have to use it sometimes, but for the most part, CrossFit 
adding that into my life has solved those problems for me, which I feel like were very similar, not the same condition necessarily as Clay, but similar in that I needed the social aspect. I needed fitness. And then I needed this community that made me feel like I was a part of something. And for me personally, I needed somewhere where I had to start as a beginner, had to be not good at it. (laughs) And because for me, I strive for perfection. I strive for like being the best. And my therapist said, you know, Tara, if you could get something that could do all of these things, um, I think this would be helpful for you. And she said, I have a couple of patients that do CrossFit. I don't know if you're interested in CrossFit, but I was like, oh my gosh, they are really buff. Like, I don't think I should even try that. And she said, no, but I've heard a lot of great things about the community. And this is where I think you two play into your strengths individually and then coming together to create this amazing culture. It's a family, honestly. I always refer to Call Valley as a family. And I, I think it's because of the why that you came to it. And then also how you... You push both of those um, two interesting but strong personalities and talents and passions and background experiences and the whys behind both of you together that creates this beautiful, innovative family culture that we have at Call Valley. Thinking about that and how innovative you are, we're dealing with this whole COVID-19 pandemic, which is so crazy and so unexpected, but you are handling it like champs. And so I don't want to share and I don't want to spoil it, but I wanted you to tell us why, how did you come up with the plan to keep our little family intact? Because we are we are still checking in with each other all the time. And so I just want you to share like what you guys came up with and how we're making that happen. So I'm going to let him do most of this because he's done all I do is show up and he just films me and then cuts <laughs> an enormous amount of my bloopers out. Um, so the, the COVID-19 in the, in the business or in the, sorry, the gym world, the fitness world has been somewhat unique something that's been an overarching thing that I've seen everywhere is no one knows what to do. And in, in, in the, the, the situation changes on a daily basis, as we all are aware. And so, you know, what the guidelines were yesterday are going to be different than tomorrow. And they're different from today. And like, can I buy one thing of toilet paper or four things of toilet paper? <laughs> like, why did I, I grab the wrong one? Like, can I go return? So it's interesting. And so one of the things that was hard for us that week is, you know, we didn't know what to do. And so um, I, I just personally wanted to get a whiteboard brief out. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. We closed the gym. We made that decision. We rented out all of our equipment. Um, so background in terms of logistical stuff is we would like our gym to be here when this all ends and our gym relies on people to come in the doors. And so now we don't have that. So what do we do? Well, we don't really need our equipment and everyone still needs fitness during this. And so the, the solutions that we offer as far as our business goes are those things that we talked about earlier. It's the community aspect. It's the, you know, the fitness regimen, so on and so forth. And well, everybody's at home. Well, it's not like they just disappeared. Like we're not going to use all this equipment. And so we, uh, somebody made the suggestion on some Instagram account that I follow uh, down in Florida. And they were like, why don't you guys rent out your equipment? And so we made the plan to rent out all our equipment. So if people keep paying their memberships, they got four pieces of equipment. Yeah, four pieces of equipment. 
Um, some people took advantage of it. Some people didn't. And it allowed people to have at least something at home. And then it came Sunday night and I was like, man, I should just do a whiteboard brief. So we start every class at the whiteboard and we go through essentially the lesson plan for the day. Just so we kind of has an idea what's going on. And for me personally, I, I live a very hectic life on the ambulance. I don't know what's going to happen. And the gym offers me that regularity. So I was like, I need to just do this. And I don't know if people are going to like it or not, but like personally, I need to do this whiteboard brief, which is silly because I don't even like doing that part in class, but whatever. And I spent three hours trying to do this thing in one take because I don't know how to edit yet. And uh, I did it. I turned it out. It was fine, whatever. And then Alec was like, Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> and so uh, the next day... It had room for improvement. It had room for improvement. <laughs> there was a lot of growth to be had there. And uh, so we started just doing whiteboard briefs, and we made them into a little snippet, five, ten-minute video where I go through what I would normally go through coaching-wise. And the idea was I realized that, one, it's fun to do it, but also it's really CrossFit can get really complicated, and that's why we have coaches. And we're not there anymore. And so we needed to figure out a way that was simpler than a member looking up like 18 different demo videos of different movements. They could just watch one video and at least get most of the idea what they're supposed to do and then go do it. Nice and simple to the point. And then we kind of took it and ran with it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we've brainstormed about doing before all this happened, but there's no way we would have had a time to sit down and actually do it or learn the skills to make it good. Now we're learning. Um, yeah, I'll let you. I well, too long. real quick before Alec jumps in on the member side of things, those whiteboard briefs are so fun. I watch every single one of them. I always choose my favorite part and typically uh, send a message to either one of these guys to let them know because they're not just your average video that like you're just shooting it and just talking forever and somebody laying on the floor and doing these different moves. But Alec, your iMovie editing, I get to do a ton of that. <laughs> They're just consulting. And I am so impressed. The music, the I mean, everything. The bloopers, the pause for a second while Clay gets his life together moments. And I just <laughs> love it. I love all of it. So tell us a little bit more um, on your end. Like, what does that look like? You're learning some sweet skills. I know that. Well, specifically, that's probably what we didn't have time for. Like, even in the beginning, our wad reviews and stuff, we didn't like every time like I uploaded anyways. And then Clay and I talked about it like, well, that looks really bad. And we're like, yeah, we know, but everyone knows we're not good at this, but it, it is, exp it's, it's growing fast. Like it's changing fast every time. I mean, we went from filming Clay with his white, like, like with the phone in front of the whiteboard to now we're building out a set and we are, uh, getting lighting and getting new mics and because I think it's a value add for the members in the business that we're never going to get back. That being said, also it's been fun and challenging. We don't, I, we don't have much to do. Uh, we're not bringing on it. We're not onboarding any new members. We don't have Tara's walking in being like, I want to join CrossFit. Um, so it's been a, it's been a fun thing to improve on. iMovie's not that complicated. Um, it's more of just knowing what to do versus like the commands in iMovie are very reasonable. Yeah, but putting on something that is good for our members, it's it's. I mean, people would watch a a, a bad video in front of a whiteboard, a, a video of room for improvement in front of the whiteboard, 
uh, and be equally as happy. But I think it's something that's going to value add for the business and the community forever. We're going to be able to continue. Think we won't be doing daily whiteboard briefs anymore, but we're never going to go back from this. This is a whole new part of the conglomerate that is going to be called Valley. And so um, on, a, on the opposite side of that, we are really just facilitating what the community allows us to do. I don't, I don't think when Clay and I started this, did we realize we thought ignorantly that I would be able to sit in my office and pay the bills and keep the lights on and talk to the members and Clay would be able to teach classes and that would be how we were successful. And that's like 40% of our day because the rest of the day is managing members. Um, and so, you know, not in a negative way at all talking, you know, anything that's in the realm of just talking to people, making sure everyone's happy. When you have over a hundred people as quickly as we did, I mean, you have a lot of people have things going on in their lives. And this is a very vulnerable spot. Like you were saying, you can be perfect in every other aspect of your life. But when you come in here, you have to be a little bit of a, a blank slate because even if you've been doing this, you know, we have some pretty serious athletes here and they still have room for improvement. They're not the best. They're not the number one. And even that person still has room for improvement. So it's, it's, it's a very interesting, we were talking about this on some subjects in the past about that the weights and the movements humble you. You can't, you can't lie in everything else in life. You could say, you could lie about how successful you are at work and all these things, but you come in here and you have a whole room full of people that are, that are voting, that are cheering for you, but they know who you are. They know where you're at. They, you know, they accept you for that. And I think that's pretty important. And, but mostly overall, is the community that set us up to be successful. We're just trying to facilitate that as much as possible. We got really lucky. We know this as a fact because other gyms have reached out to us or we've seen it on uh, the community that's the Facebook owners, like kind of affiliate page on Facebook that not everyone's in the same spot we are. Uh, a lot of people are in, they don't know how they're going to stay open. And, you know, the government SBA loans, they kind of work for super small businesses like us, but they're you had to be a little bit larger for it to really help you out. and. Um, it's just been a crazy process, but I don't think Clay and I will take credit for it. I think it's the community that has reached out. We've get more, I get emails every day about people being like, look, if you need anything, like if I'm sure if we needed in, insert any number of money to stay open because our doors are going to close forever, we could just ask and people would be like, yep, we got gotcha. you. The, and this, this is something that is, as far as the whiteboard briefs goes and like the, tip of the hat to the community itself is it's it's cool to when we first opened it's it was hard to what is Cobb Valley like obviously it's a building and it's a business whatever this gets really cheesy really quickly but obviously it's not it's it's this community thing and we luckily have been open long enough for there to be a foundation of a community and the twofold it's allowed us in this lack of being able to be social together, we can jump on social media and there's already a foundation there and the community sticks together. And like, we're just here to kind of help out. The, the interesting thing that I think is a cool opportunity that we decided to do maybe on accident, maybe out of laziness, I don't know, <laughs> but we could have done a, a zoom classes. A lot of gyms are doing zoom classes. And so we could spend the time of figuring out how does that work? How does that benefit the member? And I think it would, but what are we going to do? Spend three months figuring out Zoom so we can just do what we always have done? Or can we look at this as an opportunity to one, learn a new skill, but also be more personable in a way with your clients 
So like everybody's been on Zoom, it doesn't work well in a good group. So if we were to put on an hour Zoom class, it would there would be a lot of answering questions and like the time would go over. I would feel like, you know, I would run an hour class. It'd probably last an hour and a half. People would feel kind of, le- it would be anticlimactic to our style of coaching at Caw Valley, which is pretty intimate. Um, we try to go as much one-on-one as we can within a class structure. And like, that makes the things really hard on a computer. And so two birds, one stone, we do these whiteboard briefs, we leave it to the members. And then once it's out there, the Facebook group, the Wattify app, all these social avenues, then the community just kind of does the rest of it. And then we get to also learn this skill. Um, and we get to spend more time putting in something that now we can do technique videos, we can do interviews better, we can do you know, an e-course or whatever that is. And now we already have these skills. And if we had gotten caught up in trying to create as much regularity as we could with like a class schedule and running classes, we wouldn't have that. And I don't think we would come out. I think we would come out of this being like, oh, I guess we here, I guess we're just going to keep going the way that we were and be stuck in the same mindset. But that's not how we do anything here together. And so it's allowed us the freedom to grow in a situation that like is not you know, does not exactly conducive to that if you don't want it to be. Uh, I think yeah. we evolved. We didn't adapt. We wanted to make sure that we weren't just cha- we weren't just trying to fit the square peg in the round hole. We were trying just to create a new whole new hole with a new shape. And I think that's kind of what we're doing in the education world too. I mean, it's like we've never moved to teaching kids like online. It's it's different. And so the ones you know, some of them out there are doing the Zoom classes and they're they're making that work, but. I like that you guys flipped the learning. I mean, really, that's what you did. You're still providing the coaching, the expertise, and your coaches are on call. I mean, I, I coach Chad, Coach Carrie, you guys. I mean, I've reached out to all of them. I, I seriously think I'm still doing this wrong. <laughs> like, Can I send a video? Can I show you? And you're on call. So you're there available for us. The whiteboard is available for us. But there's so much flexibility and what we do and how we do it because of with equipment, no equipment, um, some equipment. So it's not only differentiation uh, for all of the members. So you're meeting them where they're at, but you're also giving them free reign. Like, here's what I anticipate that you will do today in the workout. And then we have this opportunity to share out what we did in Wattify, which is our common app, but also in this Facebook group where we see other people. So you have that element of competition too. I mean, like on the member side of things, I don't know. I used to show up to class and I felt like my butt got kicked every single time. And I thought, man, I'm, I'm a freaking rock star. You know, every single day, that's what I felt like. But now it's a different level because I see what other people are doing. And I never really paid attention. I mean, I noticed they had more plates on their bar, but I didn't know how much. I, didn't <laughs> I was just like, I feel like a rock star, so I'm good. But now it's, it's kind of fun to have this uh, healthy level of competition to you out there. Because I'll see them. I'm like, man, if she can do that. I could probably do that, you know, and if my workout's coming out later and I, it wouldn't be that way in a zoom class, it wouldn't like, we wouldn't be able to see those kinds of things. We wouldn't be able to have this uh, healthy competition. We also wouldn't be able to see how people are iterating. So maybe the other day with me, with my bar on my, before I had the pull-up bar, the bar yeah. on the chairs, I saw that on Instagram and then I sent Clay like, Hey, is this okay? And I sent Chad too, like anybody who will answer me, like, is this okay? And both of the coaches were like, yeah, that's great. 
And so I put it out there so other people could try it. And I, I think that is what makes this community so val- invaluable, honestly. And like you said, it's, it's not just them, though. You created this culture. Cultures don't just happen. Otherwise, every single gym would have them, right? But the leadership, the ability to recognize, I think you guys do a really great job of this, too, recognizing our strengths. Because there is so much one-to-one coaching and that happens in a class. You're like, okay, Terry, you, you're decent at squats. Like, so this is kind of a place where we're going to up the weights, you know, like and you, you play around with it. You're not really that great at overhead anything. So we're going to use the bar. <laughs> and so, you know, you're great at recognizing people's strengths and also in the place of those questions of the day. Like, I don't know if other, other the uh, gems boxes have the question of the day, but as an educator and a person who promotes realness, I really like that part because I can work out with a bunch of people and not really ever know them. But when I know who their hero is, or I know who they would love to work out with or what kind of water bottle they like, or their favorite adult beverage. I mean, it's interesting little tiny things, but it connects you in a very real way. And it makes you feel like, Hey, these are my, like, these are my family. I, actually know that clay likes the yeti water bottle you know if i ever want to buy him a christmas present i kind of know that and i wouldn't know that (laughs) you know it's just interesting things like that that it's a little stuff to you maybe but it's big to us what to buy coaches for christmas next (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm taking notes (laughs) no so yeah thank you for sharing that i i think that more people listening to will probably find themselves, I don't care what business they are, what profession they are, educators, anybody, we're all, our worlds are all flipped upside down. We're all trying to figure out like, how do we serve our people in this new setting? And how do we keep them as best as we can socially, emotionally sound? So when we get back to quote unquote normal, then we still have this place where we could just build forward. And I think you guys are really nailing it. I seriously do, because I'm on the backside of it and I really feel it. Thank you. Yeah, and we're just trying to set up. I think the harder part will be rebuilding normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything, but just okay. everyone everyone getting their their normal. I mean, some people's lives haven't changed. I mean, like Clay and I's lives, Clay doesn't coach class anymore, but we're still here, you know, doing our, we're at the gym quite often filming things, but still it's going to be a big change to good and bad things of getting the whole community back together, getting everyone back, everyone's going back to work. Are their kids going back to school at the same time they're going back? And that's our next big challenge of making sure that we can be here to support everyone in those big transition periods. Because that's a lot of times where you stop eating well and you stop doing all those physical and mental health things that now you're just high stress and you you haven't worked out and you and you're not eating well and you're not, you're sleeping five hours a night and all these things that, that's our next big challenge. And that's what we're kind of planning for now. Yeah. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about going forward. What do you anticipate when we get back or even you can talk about COVID-19, which you just kind of already addressed that, but maybe but, uh, just anticipate for the future of the gym. Like once things are running normal, you kind of told so, us about your journey to get here and then kind of what are yeah. your big dreams? Um, so we've, we've, we have a couple of different contingency plans because as far as the nature of COVID, like, are we going to open with eight person classes? Are we going to open with 10 person classes? Are we going to, what, what, what is that going to look like? We don't know, but I, I think as far as the like evolution versus just adaptation, uh, it'll be different. Obviously like everything's going to be different, 
And I think interesting challenge, something that we would like to be able to do as things grow is make sure that like one, I don't talk about like lifestyle habits or anything like that inside class very much, but that's a very big piece of the CrossFit methodology. Now we have this avenue where we can step into that. We can step into a little bit more mobility and like movement quality, or we can step into like, what's a healthy, like sleep hygiene. Um, why should you eat vegetables and meat and whatnot? Um, and so using the skills that we've learned to, you know, like we're, we'll probably start to turn out a physical newsletter, but we'll do our newsletter over these wad briefs now. That's something different. We, uh, I think a lot of people are realizing it's very easy in CrossFit to get stuck inside the gym and just like chase after the nine foundational movements that we have, you know, the back squat, the overhead squat, the deadlifts and, and those things. And I think people are realizing like how it's a means to an end and the end is not the number on the bar or the time on the whiteboard. It's to go outside and play. I'll let Alec take it from there. Well, I'm, I guess I kind of want to read your question on a more macro scale. I guess you're talking about the journey on where we're going. Are you, are you trying to talk about what our transition is going to be out of COVID or what's kind of our plan? Just macro. I think he kind of hit the COVID piece where you're taking the skills and flipping them and using them for like health and fitness kind of stuff that you can't get in, in the class time. So we, I think an online presence for the gym is going to be huge still now that we have one, um, even though it might be small. This is, a great, this is probably one of the greatest way we found to mass communicate mm-hmm. in a somewhat personal way, and which is yeah. kind of strange. Um, we're going to get into more things kind of like this too, where Clay and I can spend an hour or two talking about things that will be for people that are more interested in getting into the depths of health and fitness, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a macro long-term, I mean, our goal isn't to have our community infinitely grow. We know one, our town can't support that, but two, you know, we a 600 person gym or something insane, you know, like these monster CrossFit gyms, they, they lose some of the magic that we have. So our, our, our real challenge has been, how do we grow? Obviously we still need to grow and we have room to grow, but how do we grow where we don't become like the global gym next door where everyone just shows up heads down, does their business and leave. But, and and our plans for that are already in some kind of exploratory field and like in a feasibility study kind of way where we're trying to figure out how do we grow the value in the community and we have some pretty good ideas on that. Um, I don't necessarily want to share them because they don't happen. I don't look like we didn't get there, but um, but our goals are are pretty set. We talk about them in our meetings with the coaches. And we talk about this is our goal of where we're trying to get. We're not trying to franchise. We're not trying to open multiple gyms. How do we make this one as good as it can be? And and a lot of that comes with just surrounding ourselves with good people. And I don't just even mean in the community sense, but kind of our, our goal is to surround ourselves with good people that are going to be able to help our members even more. And so that's kind of that's kind of where we're at now. And it's uh it always seems it's kind of like the days are long, but the months are short kind of idea. It seems that we're not moving that fast. And all of a sudden we look back and it's been a year and we have a hundred members and we're like, Jesus, like how did this happen so fast, right? So um, I think you're crushing it. I I do. And I think I think sometimes overachievers like you guys might not like you I think you alluded to this in one of your first comments at the onset of the show where it doesn't seem like we're doing that much and then I look back and I'm like, "Whoa, we are we're like doing all kinds of I've learned all these things, you know, because you 
you're just always serving your people. And I feel like that's what good companies do when they serve the people and the people are the center of everything that they do, which I think you guys do then. And you're keeping it that way. You don't ever want to become so big that that's like not the focus. Right. And yes, health and fitness, but because of the people, like that's why I want them to be healthy. I want them to be fit. I want them to be, have a healthy mind and heart and soul. And yeah, I think you guys are owning it. Honestly, I'm just super excited to be a part of this community. And my therapist, I tell her all the time, the only thing that I would change is if I would have started sooner. Yeah. We need to give her a commission check. (laughs) I'm telling you, she's fantastic. She's Uh, amazing. So thank you so much for joining the Real Journey Show. Thanks so much for sharing your journey. I think anybody out there can relate to it. It doesn't really matter what profession you are. We're all in this together. And yeah, thanks. Well, thank you for having us on. Uh, And thanks for being a part of this community. You are an extremely valuable member to us. Uh, So yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, thanks, Tara. Thank you so much for joining the Real Journey Show. We are excited you tuned in today and hope that you have left feeling inspired and empowered to stay real and share your real journey with others. Remember, real, it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. You can connect with me on Twitter at TaraMartinEDU or visit my website, TaraMMartin.com. Please use the hashtag RealJourneyShow to share your thoughts of today's episode. Tune in next week, The Real Journey Show.